Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Lisa Pizik Show. So excited about this one. Ladies, if you're out there, even gents, if you're listening, this is something that I think is so important to bring up a conversation about how to live the and life, how to be rocking it both personally and professionally and not feeling guilty about going after what you want in your life but not having to sacrifice your time and your money and your energy and time with your family and the things that you still want to do while you're showing up in your business. So today I have got my friend Colleen Hauk with me. She's a public speaker, co-author of the best-selling book, Women Who Ignite, a certified professional success coach and creator of You So New. I love that, Colleen. I want to say, you so new. Like, I want to say that sassy. You so new. A program designed for successful professionals who fail to take care of their personal life. Now, she's got over 15 years of corporate leadership training and consultative selling. Her skills, her personal experience, her research in a unique way allows her to connect authentically and empower high performers to have it all without losing it all. Did you get that, guys? Have it all without losing it all. She's got a supportive hubby, Matt. They live in Southern California where they were both born and raised, and they enjoy life with their three children, Jordan, Ethan, and Reese. You're camping, you're hosting fun-filled evenings with friends, you're spending quality time nearby with your extended family, and you're just rocking it personally and professionally, and that's what we're going to teach people how to do. So, Colleen, Thanks for being here. Thank you, Lisa. I love your energy for the intro today. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, I love it. You know, so tell me a little bit about, you know, when you read your bio and you're like, Colleen has it all, right? She's rocking life. She's rocking this. She's rocking that. We would all think she's, you know, she's got it made. She's been rocking life forever. It's been easy for her. You guys, you can't see Colleen. I don't want a podcast, but Colleen's like fit, buff, rocking it, you know, beautiful. Like you see this woman walking in the room and you're like, she got it going on. You so new, right? She got it going on. So <laughs> has it always been that way for you? Or tell me a little bit about your background, your story, kind of what got you to this point and why you're so passionate about teaching people about this and life. Yeah. So th- thank you, Lisa. You're so complimentary, but you're right. Of course not. Of course, it hasn't always been that way. And it isn't always that way today. So uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm born and raised in Southern California. Uh, I grew up with two amazing parents and I'm an only child. So I was blessed to have a lot of their time and attention, but my mom was a full-time working mom, uh, but she really was my role model. I I watched her go to work full time, but when she came home, she took care of the house. Uh, and not to say my dad didn't do anything, but she she was just kind of that you know head figure of our home. 
yet everything was dedicated to me and my dad. And I just, I thought she was Wonder Woman. She was just unbelievable. So I wanted to be just like my mom growing up. And I knew that I would become some sort of professional. I knew I would be a working mom once I was married and had a family. And that's where my path started. After college, I became an elementary school teacher. Uh, but after six years, I realized that as much as I loved teaching, that wasn't really the type of profession or the atmosphere that I wanted to stay with my career. So I made a very bizarre transition into sales. And uh, I did that for 15 years. And the most recent company I was with, I was there for just under 12 years. And that's where I was really diving into the whole, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. And by that time, I was already had already married my husband, Matt, and instantly became mom to his wonderful son, Jordan. And then we started building a family of our own. So during those 12 years with that company, I was really trying to do everything. And there were times where it was challenging, but I had always seemed to navigate it until a particular year. And uh, the story that I share is just before going into 2013, I was offered a promotion at that company. And it was absolutely the promotion that I wanted. Uh, it was uh, giving me that first official title of being a sales leader. And I, I was so excited because it met, you know, professionally what I was looking for financially. It was great. And I just said, yes, I, I, I didn't ask any questions. I didn't make any requests. And so I really went into this promotion kind of blind with blinders on at least. Mm -hmm. And Unfortunately, I failed to listen to the fact that I was also taking over another person's nearly full-time uh, book of business because I was in sales. And I failed to evaluate that impact that this promotion and this new role and the requirements, what that impact was going to be for me personally and to my family. Um, so I spent that entire 12 months of 2013 being so laser focused on work. And I'm one of those people who don't like to let others down. So I had this like happy smiling face on at work every day and to my clients. But the only way I could get everything done, you know, and kick ass at work and survive at home was to first sacrifice sleep. And so I was spending that entire year sleeping about only four or five hours a night. And Lisa, I don't know if you've ever experienced what that does to you, um, but it's like you're drunk. You literally are in a fog. I mean, I couldn't even recall simple information. I, I mean, when I say in a fog, that's like physically how I felt, mentally how I felt all the time. Mm -hmm. So I continued with that. And again, like I said, nobody at work knew how I was feeling, but it was the moment I came home, it was like a whole nother, it was like Jekyll and Hyde, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Like yeah. totally flipped different personality. And I was a nightmare at home. Um, and, you know, a simple way to even just share this is, I would stand outside the door just before walking in and I could hear Matt with the kids and they would just be laughing and having this unbelievable evening. And it was like they could hear my hand hit the doorknob and it would be silent. And 
it's because, you know, when I would walk in, they, they were literally scared. They were scared. What is mom going to yell at me for today? And it would be the simplest things. You know, there's a couple of dishes in the sink and I would just go ballistic. Um, it, it was, it was so bad. And, and Matt did later share with me, you know, the moment you walked in, we were on high alert and it's painful. It was painful for me to hear that, but that's, that's what, who I was for, for a good solid year. And I finally hit a breaking point, um, at that year and at the end of that year and realized I needed to make some changes in my life. Otherwise I was going to lose my health and my family potentially. Yeah. You were like fried upon fried, like sleep deprived, overworked, you know, I'm sure that that job and that position was demanding, you had to be talking and giving and doing for so many people. And it made me think the question, what's the cost when you kind of blindly jump in and don't sit and actually think about how is this affecting other areas of your life, not just your professional life, right? Because it's so easy when exactly what you want finally gets put in front of you and you're like, yes, I'll take it. I'll do it right? Or like you said, the people pleaser in us, which I think ladies, we've all experienced that, maybe even the gents too. Like you said, we were talking about earlier, when you're good, you don't want to say no, because people depend on you. You get that reputation that, oh, Colleen can handle it. She can do it. And you say yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. So what was the first thing you did when you hit that breaking point? You kind of, I'm sure you let that register when Matt said to you, like the kids are fearful, they don't even want to be around you. Like that must have been like a punch in the gut to be like, oh man, like to hear that, right? Like that's emotional stuff. So what did you do with that? What was the first thing you did when you knew you were like, this is it, I can't, I can't do this anymore? Yeah, so Matt sharing that with me wasn't actually until after I hit my breaking point. Um, and I, you know, regardless of the timing of that, it's still her and it, and it's something that has stuck with me and it hurt in a good way. Right. So I'm so happy he shared that with me and it's something, yeah, it keeps me in check, but, uh, my breaking point, uh, hit because I mean, this is so trivial of a story when you say it in isolation, but when you know, it was everything adding up for 12 months. It was literally because I was stuck in the office late one night, uh, completely by myself by seven, seven thirty at night, everyone was gone. And I was missing a, a holiday party for an executive women's count, like council committee that I served on. And again, in isolation, that sounds so silly. Oh, I got, I missed out on a party, <laughs> but it was, it was the culmination of the fact that I had sacrificed everything. And I was really looking forward to, to having that evening and yet again, I was stuck in the office working. Um, so the first thing I did, Lisa, was I hysterically started crying in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is real and true. And we've all done that. If you haven't, you're not telling the truth when you're a high performer and you're managing and you're just in that cycle. Yes. yes. I'm not yeah. sharing that. Like, that's truthful. That's the real deal, right? Yeah, it was that ugly cry. Like, thankfully, <laughs> nobody, nobody was in the office to see me have that ugly cry that you never want anyone to see. Uh, and so after I kind of composed myself, the next day, I texted my girlfriend who had become a coach uh, earlier that year. And I texted her and I said, I, I need your help 
not as a friend. I am hiring you. I'm paying you. I need you to be my coach. And I, I was actually reaching out to her to have her help me quit my job because at that moment, I just could not see how in the world I could be healthy, how I could be a good wife and a good mom and have this job. I felt like I'm, I have to choose one or the other. So our very first coaching session, literally like two weeks later, was that was what I told her. I just need you to help me figure out how I can get out of my job. And, and she was like, I don't understand. Why can't you have both? And that's when I really started to, to go to work on myself. And a lot of the things we did at the beginning were things I had learned way back when I was 18 to 21 years old, because I was a human services major. I was studying in college to become a marriage family counselor, but I had lost sight of so much of those foundational things uh, from self-development, personal development, um, because I just, I was so laser focused on climbing that corporate ladder. And I, and I do want to go back and share Lisa that, you know, it was meeting my professional goals. It was the job title I wanted. And it was meeting my financial goals. That year in 2013, my income increased over 30%. So like imagine what you're earning today and add 30% to that. Like it was amazing, but I was miserable. And like you said, at what sacrifice, at what cost? And so anyhow, so a lot of the work we did was the foundational stuff, but I will tell you one of the first things was me just absolutely accepting the responsibility and the fact that I had choice because I admittedly that entire year blamed everyone else for my circumstances. I blamed my boss for giving me this insane job that who in the world could physically do this? Um, I blamed, you know, my husband for, you know, he worked from home. He had this kind of, you know, cushion life in my eyes. I blamed my coworkers for not, you know, recognizing, which how could they have when I had this mask on at work, you know? Um, and I was jealous of other like stay at home moms. So I was blaming everyone. And, and so that was the first step was I had to realize like, I said yes to this job. I can't blame my boss. He, he, it wasn't his fault. You know, it was mine. And once, once I recognized that I had that power, that I chose to be in that situation, that now means I have that power of choice to get myself out of that situation. So that was a lot of the first steps. That's huge. So listeners on the line, think about that. What choices did you make and what result did you get from those choices? Because as Colleen said, it's probably easier said than done in the beginning when you don't actually think about it. You're like, oh, because everybody's, I could never change it. I can never change jobs. I can never move. I can never do this. I can never do that. I can never work from home. I could never. But I challenge you to say what if, right? And start mapping out what are, if you made a different choice, what would that look like? And what challenges will that bring up? And Colleen, I'm sure you can talk more about that. Like what doors that opens when you start to, as you said, accept it, stop bleeding, start realizing it's a choice and you can easily make a different choice when you take the time to put the pen on paper and start figuring it out, right? It's like energy is energy. You can take that energy to blame or you can take that energy to now make a different choice. And it sounds like you made a different choice, which is awesome. 
Yes. And, and it's easy, it's easy to blame. It's easy to say, you know, that everyone else is at fault. It's, it's hard to kind of sit back and evaluate like, whoa, okay, I'm the one who created this crazy life, like literally. And I, you know, my initial gut was, okay, I can't quit my job because I, I was the main financial supporter of our family. But the reality was that too was a choice. I could have chosen to quit my job. It would have meant our family would have changed our lifestyle. But so I was choosing to stay at my job uh, because I wanted to not change our lifestyle. I wanted to keep things the same. So again, it was all choices I was making. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, it definitely, once I just, that was such a mental piece. Like once I just recognized, wow, I'm in control here. Then it was like, instead of giving that, as you mentioned, Lisa, energy to the blame, it was like, whoa, now I've got this energy to change, to, to fix this. Um, and so the other, the second level was to really uncover what made me happy. And my coach recommended meditation. And I came from corporate. I'm like this, you know, black and white. I sold, I sold data. Like I was an insights <laughs> data facts person. And right. so I'm, I was picturing a bunch of hippies, long haired, sitting in a grass field. Why is my coach telling me to meditate? This is crazy woo woo stuff, right? Um, but I am a believer of, tr of trying new things. So I definitely took her advice. And I was very specific. I was very intentional. And that word intention is a big one for me. You have to be intentional with what you're doing. And so each morning, and I mean literally every morning before everyone else was awake, I would get up, sit in a quiet, you know, dimly lit area, set my phone timer, typically for about 10 minutes. And I would just meditate on one question. And the question was, what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. And if you sit and do that, all the like surface level stuff comes up, of course, you know, right? Your family, your kids, all those things. For me, chocolate chip cookies make me happy too. Like I think of all those things. But when you keep forcing yourself to answer that question over and over and over again for 10 minutes every day, and I think I did that for like two or three weeks, mm -hmm. you dig into layers of things that you just haven't thought about. And that for me was where I discovered, wow, I really, really love coaching and training. Like my happiest moments in the job that was, you know, making me miserable, the happiest moments were when I had an opportunity to sit with my team and coach and train. Um, I've been a group exercise instructor now for over 10 years. And those were some of my happiest moments. Like when I knew I was impacting someone's health and wellness and teaching them something in a class. So I, once I recognized that, then I said, okay, I can't totally change my job right now, or I was choosing not to, right? I was choosing to stay in that job, but I was just trying to find ways to weave in that coaching and training, that thing that made me happy, weave it in more into my day to day in my job and my home life and my personal life. And I truly believe because I did that, that's what made me stand out in an even bigger and bolder way at my work. I ended up getting promoted again at that company into the next level. And that, and then I was prepared to like ask the questions and say what I wanted and make requests. But if I hadn't done that, 
I don't think I would have ever, I think I just would have burnt out and left altogether. Yeah. And then everything would have suffered even more. And I think you bring up such a good point when you say, you know, I didn't just realize that it was a choice and you were in the situation and then I just quit. Because sometimes you hear like people are like, just quit if it's not serving you and just walk away from that family member that drives you crazy and don't speak to them. And it's not so black and white. And mm-hmm. life isn't so black and white. Like you said, you were, you know, a financial provider in your family. You couldn't just let your team down and walk away and be like, I'm gone, right? Some people may make that choice, but you know, you were like, I need to think this through. I don't want to have those blinders on again now that I recognize that I'm in this situation. And I love that you're talking about being intentional. I love that you tried the met because you said your first thought was hippie, woo woo, you know, your instant like, uh uh-uh, uh, not doing it, this ain't for me, you know, came up and you were like, you know what, I'm just gonna try. I think that's such an important piece for people to recognize that first glance, you might not wanna do it, but give it a try. Mm-hmm. And number two, I think it was the consistency. You said you asked yourself that yes. question, what makes you happy for, what do you say, a month? Did you say it was? Yeah, it was like, it was, a, it was at least two weeks up to three. I'd have to go back because I journaled every single day. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, it's, you know, the, the thing with meditation or anything new, you know, Lisa, like you mentioned, is, is trying something new because I, I recognize, and, and I've, I've been this way my whole life, but truly recognize that if I just kept doing the same things, I was just going to stay in the same place. So I, you know, I'm hiring a coach. I'm paying a coach. She's telling me to go do something. I better go try something new if I want my life to be different. Right. And, and the consistency, absolutely. And, and I would say the consistency is a huge piece with no matter what it is in life. Like you, you really can't make those changes unless you're consistently doing that. And Lisa, I know you are a huge believer and practicer of consistency. Yes. And it sounds like once you got more aligned with who you are and what you love and how you know that you can show up, that's when it's like you didn't quit your job and walk away. You were just like, this is what makes me happy. Coaching, being with my team, that once you got in that alignment that felt more like you again, you know, things started, you got promoted, but you know, it just, you felt better about the whole thing because you were being more proactive instead of reactive and you know, everything else sucking all your energy away. You're like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is what I know how to do. The scenario and the skin might be the same, meaning you're at the same job, but you changed internally. You were different. Yes. And so I think what I'd love to highlight there that you bring up is, yes, it, you, me, the, the internal piece had to change, had to be really clear, had to be aligned. However, what I definitely want to call out to those of you listening is that it doesn't have to be then this drastic change. Like, so a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I have to find my life purpose. What's the one calling in life that I'm supposed to be doing? And I got to go find it. It has to have this label on it. And then I got to make this giant leap from where I am to this huge life purpose. And it's like, oh my goodness, no. Because first of all, either you're not recognizing that I believe you, your life purpose comes in many different facets and it, and it evolves over time with you. And 
And if you think you have to make this big leap, either you're going to crash and burn or you're going to be so scared about making the big leap that you don't do anything. You become paralyzed and trapped by that. So it absolutely, it started with me and then it was just making, making those that love of coaching and training just come to life in little different ways. And then Lisa, my life has changed. So this was almost five years ago. I, where I'm at today, I couldn't have foreseen that. I didn't see that. That's not where it was. So I went, you know, it's evolved over the five years from getting promoted. And I stayed at that company after that time for four more years. I wasn't like all of a sudden I have to completely change everything. And I had some sweet spots in that, in those four years where it was, I call them the golden years for me. It was perfect in my, for me, because I knew what I wanted. I knew what was making happy. I got my personal life, my family life, everything back together. But then because I kept showing up in this way, other things started to present themselves to me, or I started to see things that I hadn't seen before. So I think that's really important for your listeners to know is that it's five years later and it didn't go from A to Z. And I'm not even at Z. I don't even know what my next five years is going to look like. I just know where I'm, I'm moving toward in small steps consistently each day. Oh, I love that so much because you hear that a lot. Like quit your nine to five and take up a network marketing business or get a side hustle or, and I agree, I don't always believe in that because I think when you build a business or a passion or side hustle or whatever you call it out of desperation, it's one of the worst places to build a business or to your heart's not in it. When you're thinking about me, 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 I need to make money, holy crap, I just quit my job, that's all focused on you as opposed mm-hmm. to the people that you're helping. So I just think that's such a valuable piece that you brought up that it was like, you know, four or five years later, you made little changes. You got really intentional about your choices, what made you happy, doing the things that you, you know, that you knew you could bring to the table, right? You were still giving of yourself. It was just more aligned with who you were. And because you were so clear, because you consistently did the work, you were able to see other opportunities and things started to fall back into place. But it wasn't this like snap of the finger, one minute I'm doing this, now I'm doing this and, uh, you know, the door is open. Right. Like, right. I'm sure in some of those days when you were journaling, what makes you happy, you were frustrated. I'm sure there were days where you were like, you know, again, everybody thinks meditation and journaling is this perfectly peaceful, all the most beautiful thoughts come to you. And we don't ever talk about the messiness and the muckiness and the anger and the frustration and just the range of feelings that you feel because you're human when you're doing this work. And I think other people maybe would have quit. But I'm sure you thought about, you can tell me kind of, was it, it was, you know, was it your husband? Was it your kids? Was it you? Like, what was that necessity piece that you were like, I just got to stick, you know, those days that were frustrating or you wanted to just be like, you know what? I should be thankful for where I'm at. I have a cushy job. I shouldn't be complaining. Like what got you through those days where the real emotions came up? Was it family? Was it your own personal stuff? Like what was it that got you through that? Yeah. So I love what you first said or toward the end said, Lisa, which is, um, you know, I should, I should just be grateful. I've got this great job. And that's how I felt in the middle of 
my bad year. That's part of why I wasn't complaining out loud other than to my husband. I wasn't telling anyone because I can remember even as it was getting close to the, to the holidays, I would see people on Facebook posting, you know, I don't have any money to buy my children gifts. Or at the time we had friends who were going through a divorce and, and I'm sitting here going, Oh my gosh, like seriously, I'm complaining. I've got, you know, this from the outside, what looks like this picture perfect life. I need to be grateful. But the reality is, is I wasn't no matter. I, yeah, I wasn't necessarily battling cancer, but I, I was affecting my health and well-being and my family's happiness. And I truly believe had I continued down that course, Matt would have packed up the kids and left me. And so, so it, I did come to that realization that like, it's not being selfish to say these changes need to be made. And so what, pushed me through on continuing to meditate. Number one was having a coach, <laughs> having, a co having a coach who I knew I had to be accountable to who, um, and especially when they're your friend and they're, and she's a true friend because she kicks my butt every time, right? Like that's a true friend and a coach. So the accountability and the fact like I'm, I'm invested in this. I, I, I want to make this change. Uh, but really it was like, I was just miserable and my, my family was miserable. My daughter Reese at that time was four going on five and I was an awful mom. Like I did not know how to parent her because I was screaming and impatient and in a hurry all the time. And I, I would just have this foresight into the future of this is not like if I continue being this mom, who is my daughter going to become? Because I know who I was on the path of becoming watching my mom in such a positive light. Now my daughter is going to see this negative person all the time. Like it, it wasn't just even about me. It was, it was about my family and, and, and more beyond that. But I would say that was at the center of it is just how I felt every day and how much I knew I was impacting the, the people closest to me, you know, it's so crazy, right? Like how, when I go back and think how I showed up for work every day for my coworkers, my management, my clients, yet then the people closest to me, how I showed up for them in such a bad way. Like, how dare I, how dare I treat those closest to me in such a way? And, and that's what kept me moving forward. Yeah. You know, it's like, and we talk so much about like, visualization of like what you want but I think you brought up something in my brain that I just thought visualization of what you don't want like that mm -hmm. regret like you don't want Reese growing up going well mom was working all the time and angry and impatient and never came to my games or we never took a family vacation or like those are the things I think as a mom like you cringe thinking about that right that it's like it's okay to know what you want but it's also okay to know what you don't want and right. I think you bring up a really good point that you're, you are the one that gets, gets to determine what you want in terms of your health, your relationships, your financial, you know, like some people might say, I want a million dollars. Some people might say, if I could make, you know, $60,000, I'm happy. Some people, you know, it's like you, you know, going back to that where it's like, you don't, you know, have to people are saying, Oh, you should be happy. You know, you don't have cancer. You don't have this. You have a roof over your head. You know? But that might not be enough, but you get to determine what is enough for you. Right. Yeah. You don't have to explain to anyone else. You don't have to feel any guilt or any, anything. You're just like, this is what I want my life to look like, or this is what I don't want my life to look like. And now I'm going to go 
be intentional, ask those questions, stop blaming, make those different choices because I kind of get to determine what I want for myself. Right. Yeah. So I, I frame it up because people, you even, when you introduce me, it's like, okay, Colleen from the outside looks like she has it all. Yeah. And it's like, so I get people who ask me like, really, can you have it all? And when I get asked that question, I tell them, well, first of all, I think you're asking the wrong question and you're asking it of the wrong person. The, you need to be asking yourself the question of what does having it all mean to me? And when you get really clear on what having it all, and I mean in all areas, so as you mentioned, Lisa, financial, uh, professional, personal, your health, your relationships, and what I've coined the working mom's F word, which is fun. Fun. You need to have fun. But when you get really clear on what you want in all aspects of your life, and it's a unique definition to you. If you try to define having it all by anyone else's standards, then I'm going to tell you, no, you can't have it all. It has to be the unique definition to you. And so I would say that's the next step for your listeners is defining what having it all holistically means to them. Because if I had done that, if I had been intentional and done that work before I was offered that promotion in 2013, going into 2013, mm -hmm. I would have said, I would have either, number one, asked more questions, or I would have made requests, and I didn't even make any requests until 18 months later after I'd crashed, or I would have just flat out said no, like, yes, this offer meets professional and financial, but it, it totally is so far away from the other aspects. Mm -hmm. So you have to know, you have, and we just, quite frankly, we don't take the time to do it. You yeah. must sit down. If you're trying to drive toward anything in your life, you have to sit down and take the time to figure out what you want in all aspects of your life. Otherwise, one doesn't work without the other. And I'm not saying, because I talk a lot about what people like to call work-life balance. I hate that term, but that, that's what everyone relates to. But it's like, I'm not saying that once you have that definition, you're going to feel perfectly balanced and like you've hit all those areas. 100% of the time, you know, every day, like that's not what I'm saying, but you better be really clear on what you want in all areas. Yes. And take that time to think about it and ask questions, be willing to negotiate, be willing to say, you know, I get that a lot, even in my role with my contract role with nursing. Like, people are like, how do you get to educate from home? I'm like, I asked the question, can I do this from home? <laughs> it's that simple. I'm like, yes. I knew I didn't want to be doing X, Y, and Z. This is what I wanted. I framed it from the positive of how it would benefit the company as well as benefit me. I had the guts and the bravery to ask the question and it happened. Right. So yep. it's like, absolutely mission to brainstorm about it. Think about what you want holistically and then don't be afraid to go ask for it. Because you might make up in your mind that, oh, my boss would never say yes, or I could never do that. And then you go and you ask, and it happens. And you're like, yeah, wow, all that drama and worry and frustration and blame, and it was all for nothing, right? So that's such a great example, Lisa, because, but you asked for that because you figured out that that would help align to all of the other, like, areas of your life. That one change could help get you closer to what you wanted, not just professionally and financially, but for the other areas to support your life. And, but it, you were intentional. You had to sit down and take the time and think about what you wanted. Think about the what ifs and, and opportunities and, and go, go and ask. And, and sometimes I think too, 
we get kind of trapped in this box where we think, okay, this is the job, the description, the, the way things have always been. And it's hard sometimes to even come up with those ideas. So I encourage, you know, your listeners that if you feel stuck, go talk to someone else. Like don't, Talk to them from a, let me tell you and complain about my situation. Let me tell you about where things are at. And can you help me think of new creative ways to fix it, to change it, to make requests? Um, And then to your point, be open, be brave and go and ask. Yeah. So is that kind of wrapped up the and life? Is that kind of what it is? It's like, you can have this and you can have this. You can make great money and not sacrifice your health. You can be a stay-at-home mom and be able to do whatever else that you want in your life. Or what is like, if you had to describe the and life. So tell me a little bit just about kind of, because I know that's your, that's your thing and it works. That's, I love it. I love it. That's my, that's my thing because I felt at the end of that year of crashing that I had to choose one or the other. And for people who know me, I am not a stay at home mom. Like I love my kids, but I am just, that is not me. And And so, you know, absolutely. You know, if, if, if that's your choice to be a stay at home mom, I, I applaud you. It's not something I can do. I, I am an advocate for women to continue to have their own financial opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first sales job, I was a recruiter and I was 25 years old. I remember interviewing these women who had quit their careers to become stay-at-home moms. It's 20 years later, their kids are grown, they're out of the house and now their husband's divorcing them and they haven't worked for 20 years. And I just remember sitting there saying like, I, that's, I don't want that to happen to me or to anyone else. We don't know the circumstances of where life is going to take us. And and, and I hope that nothing ever happens to, to anybody out there, but th- that's the reality. And so I'm an advocate for women to say, hey, I want to be successful professionally, financially, and I want to have a fulfilling personal life. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to have good relationships. So that to me is the and life. How do you continue to have a successful career and a fulfilling personal life. And that's, that's my goal every day. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's that way every day. I know Lisa, you and I were chatting before, before our interview, it's been a crazy like 30 days for me. But when you recognize like, Hey, it's been crazy. I got to reshift my focus when I'm out of this fog, then, then you're good to go. So that's what living the ant life is for me. I love it. And you so new. Tell me about that. Can I say it sassy like that? You so new. I'm going to have to start saying it sassy like you are. I don't think I quite have the sass that you do though, but I'll try. I'll try. So yeah. So you so new is really the concept of of taking you who you are today, because I don't want to change your like foundational, like where you are. And it's unique to you. Again, having it all, that's unique to you. So I want to take you, but create a new version, put, take you into that next phase. And it really is geared toward, um, and it's, it's done through personal coaching, group coaching. Uh, I go into corporations and do trainings. So it's packaged in many different ways, but the concept of you so new is I want to take the best of who you are and just take you into that next phase of where your life is transitioning and just create a new version of you, the best version of you possible. Oh, I love that. Colleen, I think you've given listeners permission to stop and think 
and get that clarity and get that vision and not hide from the emotions. You know, we talked a lot about, you know, I think that's really brave of you to say, like, I was a crappy mom, right? Like to be able yes. to own that. I think moms, we've all said that where we're like, man, I was not acting like, I was a crappy mom. I did not act kindly in that situation to my children or, you know, and I think that's the piece that I really get from you is that authenticity of like being able to just, you know, call it as it is. Like, this is how it is. This is my reality. Like you said, not blaming, realizing your choices, uncovering what makes you happy, being really intentional, having consistency on whatever it is. You can't do it for a day and say, this doesn't work for me, right? Having right. consistency, showing up, because what's the alternative if you don't? Like you said, nothing's going to change. And then you uniquely answering that question, what does having it all holistically mean to you? What does that, what is the this and this and this and this? Yes. So important to you because that's so unique to you as a person, right? And as you said, that you so new is taking you once you figure that out and helping you figure that out. What is like that upgrade or that next version? Because as you said before, we don't know five years from now. You don't know what path your life is going to go down based on the choices that you make, right? Yes. Yes. That's huge. I love it. So Colleen, you have a free download, the Me Time Starter Guide. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well as your best-selling book, Women Who Ignite. And I've got website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I've got all sorts of ways, guys, that you can further connect with Colleen after this. Tell me a little bit about the Me Time Starter Guide. What can they so in that download? Yeah. So one of the big challenges I hear from working women who uh, is they don't, they can survive, like they know how to get the errands done around the house and get to their job and do all the basics, but it's like they sacrifice the me time. And that's the word I hear most often. So really it's my system of how to schedule and work with the, the things that you have, because the reality is Time is our only non-renewable resource. Like you can't create more time. So this guide gives you that jump start of how do you take the time that you have and find the time for me, me time to take care of yourself. Amen. Colleen, thank you for being on the podcast, for serving the listeners with all of this amazing questions and thoughts and perspective and realness and stories and just... Thank you for showing up so real and just saying it like it is, because I think as women, we need to do that, right? We need to just say it like it is, own our shit, for lack of better words, get help, get accountability, make different choices, and just live it. That's life, right? It's making those different choices and being willing to say, you know what? I don't like the reality that I'm in, but starting right now, I'm going to go. I'm going to change it. So thank you for doing that for our listeners. So amazing. Thank you for having me on, Lisa. All right, guys. So we will see you next time on the Lisa Pizik show. Thanks again for tuning in. How you can connect with Colleen will be in the notes and we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Lisa Pizik show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.